There is such a thing as good cheap beer, but it can be hard to find, which is why we're good swill hunting. Join our team of experts on a swill journey. Brian Richards, our industry insider, Matt Friend, our beer outsider, who after three seasons of good swill hunting, still prefers bush ice. And new this season, Rick Speed, a true beer connoisseur. And I'm your host, Blaine Tollison. Together, we're trying the cheap stuff so you don't have to. This is Good Swill Hunting. Welcome back and welcome to April, everybody. And uh, season four, episode four. And uh, we're off to a great start. It's been a really awesome season so far. And I'm so glad you guys are with us listening. And our crew here trying the cheap stuff so you don't have to. And yes, cheap beer is hard to find, but we did find good cheap beer on our last episode with the Rolling Rock. Why am I thinking Tom Petty? Cheap beer is hard to find. You got lucky. Yeah, that's a cheap beer. What? That's a there's a good. Swill uh, I think that there's a future Matt, advertisement. Matt has there. joined me as our good swill advertisement uh, co-producer, and uh, I'm co-producer too. So it's not like one of those so we're, is, we're, we're co- equals. We're codependent. Yeah, we're codependent on one another here. Uh, welcome. Uh, we hope you've been having a fantastic spring. There's a lot spring. to unfold in that statement. Uh, we're having a moment, okay? We're having a moment over here. Our, our beard's touched, even uh, though his is scruff. I don't think he could grow a beard. No, you've seen otherwise. You've seen it. Okay, it's sexy. How long did it take you to get that? Your five o'clock shadow you have right now, like the, what? The, week? Three? Uh, this is this is weeks? just about five days. Four wow. days. Wow, really? Yeah. Wait, wait till you hit puberty, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to commend you on that. I will take that that swipe all day. Uh, Rick Speed joining us over here. He's got he's got his phone out, which there's nothing wrong with that. Don't look at me ashamed. You're you're Rick is is one of the ones who's allowed to be on his phone during the podcast. Because he is a social media guru uh, on Instagram, he's Rick Speed, and he, he knows how to like take good pictures oh, and, and draw he, attention. Did you check out Hobby Floppy? Yeah. His his pictures are beautiful. Uh, no comment on that one. Yeah. Uh, um, Episode four for me. I'm really happy to be here. It's been uh, it's been great so far. It's been four long weeks. Yes, it has four been. four long weeks. Yes. No. <laughs> We're at April Fool's week here, you know, we're like in the beginning of April. He, we, we've done two beers. He suggested, well, we, we've done one. This is, he suggested Mickey's. I'm, I'm still not forgiving him for that. Um, now we're doing Polliner, which is uh, Polliner Hefeweizen, which he also suggested we try. Okay. So. I'm really excited to try this beer. Yes. I, Polliner. I am, I am Polliner, too. Uh, and this thing says it's from 1634. The 17th no, century? No, that's when they started brewing it, Blaine. That's not when this beer was made. Ugh. That's not the born on date, dude. <laughs> I know. I. You guys are just... I, I can't. I can't. Um, but th- uh, this is... But no, I'm just saying, this brewery... I mean, this is... This predates a you lot of Matt. things we've had on this podcast. You got Matt on the can there. Oh, okay. Oh, wait. Where we're, am I? We're about oh, to, I am there. We're yeah. about to do our first sip impressions on Polliner Munkin. Um, Munchen? Munchen. 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 Uh, Munchen. Matt, can you describe this can for us, please? <laughs> uh, well, it, it's very, it's very artistic. I, if I'm a phone when I did that. I, I love it. It's got the uh, Polliner Munchen with the uh, the head in the circle there. It's a uh, it's a bust of some dude. I'm gonna guess a monk, knowing the history of the brewery. Uh, yeah, it looks he looks monkish. Okay, he does. 
So Thelonious Get, Monk there on the top of the can. Oh, fast forward to the bottom. There's, there's a little, there's a little hey, now, You can fast forward to the bottom. I know the girls call you Speedy Blaine, but, Ooh. you know, <laughs> I'm going to take my time quick, to the bottom. Quick draw they, Blaine over uh, here. They've said other things, but <laughs> continue. Premature it, Blaine. Uh, Polliner <laughs> Hefeweizen. and Munich. 90 seconds of your life. Uh, uh, Matt's trying to speak, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Munich wheat beer, and then you've got this beautiful um, mm. Rockwell-esque of a scene from Oktoberfest. There's a man and a woman. <laughs> Rockwell-esque. Saturday evening post. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know. Yeah. It's a very uh, detailed drawing um, at the bottom of Oktoberfest. Are you going to do the can or am I going to do the can, <laughs> is that asshole? Like, is that like the Seattle needle in the background? What is that? The space needle? <laughs> can you just talk? There's a dog I, lying I under the, the, the there, There's a dog. There's a man with a beer and a hat. And a woman with a shapely figure and another shapely figured woman carrying three beers on a tray. So I don't know where she's going, but then there's like a couple of what you would originally think would be grain silos, but they look more like church turrets or something. I don't know. That but. guy back there, look at the guy way in the back too, man. He's having a good old time. Someone's giving him a fresh if, one. If you're listening right now, Google the Polliner Hefeweizen can. It's, we'll it's have a it on our social media. It, too. It's a story. And There's that, a story that, on that it. That poor guy's sitting all over there by himself. You know, Did he say something inappropriate to the girl in the red dress? <laughs> no, he's still called looking at her cleavage. Can't you see that? <sighs> he's just like tongues out of his mouth. You can't see that because the beard's kind of in the way. The but beard he's like, look at the a bit of cleavage too. The His beard eyes are wide open. Yeah, <laughs> I feel I feel like we've unfolded a lot of this after we've been drinking for three episodes. But I think that if you did some, you know, shrooms, there'd be more stories to pull out of here. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, sure, I'm sure there would be. So uh, call me tomorrow, Brian. <laughs> Brian, um, you, you've been to Oktoberfest, right? No, or I really? thought you had. No, no, I I've been over to. Um, Munich for Stark Beer Fest. Okay, well, um, so and, and I actually went to it at the Polliner Brewery. Okay, so I've been to the the, the mothership there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, is this can at all uh, accurate? Well, uh, I don't think. It, I mean, I think it's a good depiction. You have your beer garden there. You have your cleavage. Um, <laughs> the outfits, the outfits that the yeah. people are wearing are definitely on point. And I'm gonna guess that the those aren't grain silos. Those are church towers from downtown Munich, like right in the the center of Munich. Um, or the Monk's that, Temple. That, that church has a name. Or, or, or they're just a pair of minarets, you know. We're not exclusive to any. Yeah. We're, we're inclusive. No, it's a church. <laughs> All right. Um, I think it's time to crack these bad boys open. Uh, these are 16-ounce pounders. Uh, we're going to still call oh, them the, pounders, the, even though they're fancy German the, beer. They're 16.9, right? They're, they're more yeah. than a pound. Yeah, oh, they're really? 16.9. Yeah. Okay. So it's a, it's a big can, and you know what I think about big cans. We know. We know. All right, let's get our first sips in. It's time for First Sip Impressions. Have a business and want to make a good impression? Advertise with us. Like a lot of beer we try, it won't cost you much. Just shoot us an email at goodswillpodcast at gmail.com. All right, getting our first sips on this one, um, and man, this thing is uh, is very flavorful. It is very flavorful. Um, it's more than a mouthful. Brian, with that, what's your first sip impression? Uh, you know, okay, for, for, for listeners, we batch record. We usually record four episodes at a time. 
Um, By episode four, it gets tough. But it, it d- does. But like we we did like two plain lagers and a stout, and now you go to a Hefeweizen, and it's like, wow, that's a flavor punch I wasn't quite expecting it, or it's ready a, it's, for. It's a one eighty for sure. Yeah. So I actually, I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not saying it's. I don't. I dislike the beer. I'm saying, wow, I'm not expecting this, and I need. I need some time to marinate on what this is. Yeah, uh, it's for me. It's like the picture on the can. It's it's very full of detail. And, and, and uh, the, oh, I like a, that. There's a lot going on. And yeah. the and the can claims to be Germany's number one Hefeweizen. That was very eloquent, Blaine, from you. somebody from Florida State. Yeah, I don't, I don't have many eloquent moments. Matt, no. what's your uh, first sip impression on this? No, my, first, my first sip impression is wheat. Definitely taste the wheat. There's a lot of that. I, I, and I like There's it. There's a lot of that going mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, it, it's really good. It's a nice change of pace from what what we've had recently. Yeah, going from um, you know, Rolling Rock, that clear, like crisp, um, to... Something that's very, very, and I would imagine this is bur- brewed under the uh, German purity law. Mm-hmm. I, I, oh, of course, Rick, can can wheat beers be uh, under the Reinheitsgebot? And while you're at it, because first, there's wheat in it, your first sip also. Uh, d- yeah, I believe this. They do follow the German purity law. Okay, I, I wasn't um, sure because it was wheat considered malt. That's why I, I wasn't quite sure. All of the beers have to follow the German purity laws. I'm pretty sure it does. Okay. I mean, we'd have to check it, but I'm I'm pretty. Oh wait, is this? <clears throat> oh, I can't read. Uh, we have uh, Rick holding up the can. He's, one, to, he's the, looking to, at to the blind guy. Rick's new. They're, they're, we, got, uh, we got the blonde leading the blind here. <laughs> they're they're looking hard at the German purity laws. Yeah, but what do you think of this, Rick? Why, why does that matter, though? Uh, I mean. It's definitely a standard over there, but I mean, just the flavor. Uh, where are you at on the flavor, Rick? Do you like it? Oh on no, the first, I, I, first I love uh, Hefeweizens, um, especially in the spring and fall. And I think we were just having this conversation before we started recording about this one. Um, it, uh, it, these are great before you start getting um, those really, really hot days when it's still a little bit seasonable out. Um, these are also really good with food. Uh, whenever I go to the local German place that we have here in Pineville, I always get one of these with my uh, schnitzel. Oh yeah, see that would be good. That would be really I mean, good with and this. And this is great. I mean, it's mm. like right on the mark with some with some schnitzel. Do you like the schnitzel? I love the schnitzel. <laughs> you know, I uh, pounded thin. Oh, a, a thin schnitzel. <laughs> <laughs> That's how Blaine prefers his schnitzels. Schnitzels. Why why, why am I the target? Why am I the target? (laughs) Because you went to Florida State. Uh, Because you don't have a beard. Enough of that. Oh, I, uh, you know, someone's got to represent. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, gonna hold have on. a beer about time we had our next episode. Yeah, uh, it's it's more been, like a five o'clock shadow. I, it's <laughs> only been two months. If I want my wife to kiss me, I've got to shave. Oh, man. You know, she's funny she doesn't have a problem with me alright Jets I got the answer <laughs> a, uh, the, uh, the grindhouse squat the German purity law 1516 does not allow wheat as an ingredient in beer oh. because uh, yeah 
So it is. This is not be, uh, brewed according to the German period yeah. laws. Uh, okay, so it's fun beer. One beer. Why? Why you have to point it out? Because I to asked. Educate. <laughs> yeah. uh, tell us a little bit about Polliner. So this thing um, I, makes I, I, me sneeze a lot. <laughs> Sixteen thirty four is a long time ago. How does a beer stay afloat for hundreds of years? Yeah, uh, it, it's such like I love German beer. Uh, you know, not only for the taste but for the history. Um, you know, this is one of the six breweries to supply beers at Oktoberfest. This is one of the big six from Munich. Um, and it was this is what's so cool about it in 1634 it was they it, that's the um dated founding that it was founded by the minim friars of the nudic oder uh monastery the polliner monks which is a branch of the benedictines the only reason why the 1634 date is listed is because they had a civil complaint against them the the uh the monastery there in what in year? 1634. They could you could file a civil complaint in 1634. Yes, because and why it was it was that the civic brewers at the time complained that the monastery with the beer that they weren't drinking they were either giving away to uh, the public or selling at a local tavern without a license. And so who knows how many hundreds of years before they were brewing beer in at in Munich. And I, I remember when you know when my trip to Germany, we were in Bamberg and we went to this old like ancient monastery. It was like almost looking like like, you know, Mexican runes, right? It was like decrepit, falling apart, and they showed where they were brewing beer, like in the fifteen hundreds. And and that's what just fascinates me how old breweries are there. Um, and the, the monks ran the brewery really until seventeen ninety nine when Napoleon forced uh, secularization and the monks had to sell the brewery. Um, so the brewery remained dormant until 1806 when... Hey, yeah, it keeps moving on me. Uh, the brewery remained dormant until 1806 when Franz Javier Zagart bought the brewery. Um, and he ran the brewery in, in for, for a long time. It was destroyed in 1944 by uh, a bombing raid during the war. Uh, was rebuilt in 1950. It has had a lot of ownership changer, changes since then. It is now part of the Brow Holding International Group, which uh, which is a joint venture between Sugarburger. It sounds like something that the Sugarburger, yeah, Sugar Daddy, uh, and and <laughs> Netherlands Heineken. Um, so it does have some Heineken roots to it these days, ownership. Mm. Um, but I I went to the brewery. Um, I went to two of the breweries. They have a a restaurant in Munich, which is uh, Pavlaner Imtal, and we had dinner there. We had an amazing dinner, uh, the wife and I. What I liked best about it is we, were, we we walked in, and it was a seat yourself, so we sat, and the waiter comes by, two beers? Yeah, two beers. Didn't ask us what kind of beer we wanted, because in Germany, you start with the wheat beer. And so he came out with two wheat beers. Didn't. Like I said, you didn't ask what, the, what do we wanted. He's like, you only have one beer when you start your, you know, before dinner, and, and that's, it was a wheat beer. Okay. Yeah. Huh. And and if you had said no, would he have brought you nine? Nine what? Beer. Nine beers. Yeah. You said two beers, and you said nine. 
would he have brought you nine? <laughs> boom, boom, boom. You're really hanging on to that one. Uh, You're uh, hanging on to that I'm, one. I'm trying. I'm dad, trying. Dad jokes 101. Yeah. yeah. Uh, nine. Nine. You should but, have said it like nine. Uh, you know what? I, I, we were all looking at you like, what? I got to give credit where it's due. I heard that in the Sam Adams thing. He was at Oktoberfest. Wow. Nine. Yeah. Bring us ten. What a nine. Well, oh and, and, and Paul and really is most known for their Salvatore beer, which is their Doppelbach. And it was originally brewed by the monks during Lent as a strong beer when they're, <coughs> when they're fasting. And it kept out the hungers of Lenten fasting mm. by, by, one, giving them a very thick beer to put in their stomachs, and two, by making them get completely hammered and forgetting that they were hungry. So, um, I, I'm, I'm That's kind my of a, plan. I, I dig, I dig a lot of his, history stuff and, uh, total, uh, non, uh, paid plug here, a great podcast history that doesn't suck. Fantastic podcast. They're going into like what led up to the great war, you know, world war one. And something that interests me in tying it back into this beer is that area, you know, uh, the, uh, Prussia, and what later became Germany, and that whole area has been a, a source of conflict for many, many, yeah. many, 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 many years. And it always surprises me that beers last through the ages, despite all of that like horror and stuff going on in those regions. That a beer like makes it out. I'm sure it's probably so different from what it was then, but um, I mean, it's just it's incredible that. They can print 1634 on the can. And in, and in, and in Germany, I, I believe it because I don't think they're going to let any anybody get away with printing this on their can. Uh, I feel like we would have read something somewhere saying that that's BS. But, um, yeah, the fact this beer has been around since yeah. the 1600s is unreal. I mean, when, we were, when I was in Bomberg, I, I drank at a brewery that was from the 1500s. I mean, that building was brewing beer in the 1500s. I mean, just phenomenal. And it was the same family still owned it. I mean, why did my parents have to have me leave me the legacy that I didn't take of owning an insurance company? Like, who wants to own an insurance agency? Could you rather own a brewery? Yeah, right. Can you imagine when these families sit down and look at family photos? They're just like, oh, well, what what century you want to pick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's do a, a last call on this thing. Um, we've been taking some sips of it. We talked about the history. Um, any thoughts before we do a last call on just anybody thoughts on the history here? Yeah, I think I figured out the names of these people at the table. It's Paul and her. <laughs> oh, uh, I was thinking uh, Hans and Franz. Hans and Franz, we will here uh, to pump you up. Pump you up. <laughs> here we go. Closing time. Let's weigh in on this cheap swill and rate it for the world. Closing time. One last call for alcohol, so finish your cheap ass beer. Do we know what we're going to rate this, Will? 
Doesn't that take you back That's to the, the night? What's that? Nineteen nineties? Semi Sonic. Semi Sonic, baby. You know, I don't know what I would do if I didn't have Sirius XM radio to remind me of all these nineties oh, uh, on nine. Uh, all those uh, Sirius XM, you got to pay for it, but. You know what? They, they're just great at playing. Like, What about Silly XM? Do you have to pay for that? Are we or live just, again? Or just the yeah, series? Yeah, we're back live. Yeah, yeah, we're back live. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Okay. Oh. Oh. Ah. All right. Uh, all that work for me. F-bomb, uh, Brian. Only two in two F-bomb episodes. Brian. Usually it's Matt that helps me with it. Uh, you're the worst, though. Yeah, if I go through this, the episodes of Good Swill Hunting historically, it's you. But on a, on the break, Matt asked you a question. What's the price? All right. So it was eight ninety nine for a four pack of sixteen point nine ounce cans. So we're looking at thirteen cents an ounce. I mean, a for, little uh, on the higher price side for us. For, but I mean, but this is. Uh, I mean, it's it's pollen. But compared it's, to it's, the competition, it's cheaper. It's like a buck or two cheaper for. A four pack, so and that's important. You really, you really do have to look at the competition on it, um, and you know how it stacks up. I think um, it's cheaper than old Mecklenburg's uh, Hefeweizen, and probably. that's brewed right here in Charlotte. Yeah, but that's the craft beer from from you know Mecklenbrun. Yeah. Uh, what? So how, let's rate this thing. Um, yeah, let's do it. Uh, Rick, how are you feeling about this thing? Where are you going to rate it? Uh, three point two five. Three point two five. That was your last one. You can't use it again. <laughs> different, different number every time. Those, them's the rules. He's making up rules, Rick. Don't I, listen to he, him. Yeah, don't listen. To I him. mean, if I stretch it, it's a three and a half. Okay. Um, well, uh, it, I really do not drink this beer. Full disclosure, just like we are now. This is a great beer with food, especially like mm. you know bratwurst, um, schnitzel. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Stuff like that. Spatzel. And, and I have to. I'm going to put weight on what you just said there just because like Rick this that's what you do like your your serious hobby is actually pairing these things with food and and that's that's why we love having you on the podcast is you bring in that element of you know Brian you kind of give us the industry perspective on this thing the marketing on it but you're kind of more the culture Rick and and like how these things go and I, I do think the food and the situation in which you're drinking this is important to how you feel about the beer like and, yeah just sipping this sitting around uh it would be so much better with some kraut and and a schnitzel and and that's that's why like pretzel I, I, bun yeah all that stuff. and that's why rick as you rated this i was curious i'm curious for all of us it's like this isn't a beer style that a lot of us drink and and so you know we're as we're rating it are we rating it by how we like drinking it now or are we rating it by how it is stylistically? And w- with that said, Rick, how do you think this compares to American wheat beers, flavor-wise? Mm. We brought up Old Mecklenburg here in town, um, or you know, really any wheat beer you get at a craft brewery. This, to me, is what a German, uh, any wheat beer should taste like. If you're getting a Hefeweizen, um, I like the flavor on this. Um, my second favorite Hefeweizen, I don't even know if they make it anymore, is an American Hefeweizen by Whitmer Brothers. Mm. Um, and they were really known for that, like back in the, I have to say, early 2000s, you know, to mid, you know, the 2010s. Yeah. I mean, that was a killer beer for them. It used to come with a, it had like a yellow label on it. 
and it reminded me almost of a German style Hefeweizen. But I, I I like the flavor. This this particular flavor profile is my favorite flavor profile of a, of a Hefeweizen. Yeah, next time I go to like one of those like German restaurants, um, like wherever your hometown is or wherever you're from, usually a German restaurant somewhere. I'm gonna look for this, you know, to to have with my meal for sure. Uh, Matt, how are you feeling on this thing? Well, I know you're not looking at me for stylistic ratings on this beer. You know, I'm going to judge it for how I like it right now. <laughs> so insulting to the you, rest of the beer world. You, you oh. didn't have you didn't have to put that disclaimer on it. We're not looking yeah, down on your rating. I'm looking down on me. I think you have some dribbled on your beard. He doesn't. Don't. No, my beard but is this as is, soft as a this pillow. This is the point where you don't believe anything that comes out of Brian's mouth. Well, okay, so like 90% of the time. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I like this beer a lot. and There's a lot to love here, right down to the can. I love the art on the can. I love the can. Yeah, I too. mean, the, the can is beautiful. The beer is beautiful. I'm going to – I'm, I'm I'm always on the positive side of life, man. I'm going to give it a four. Mm. Wow. A quattro. A quattro. Okay. Wow. Okay. Uh, you may have you may have uh, put some weight onto my rating uh, with that, uh, but I'm going to let Brian go before me. I'm going to drop this at a three and a half. Um, stylistically, they hit it out of the park, right? Um, but I'm thinking, who's our listener? Why are they listening to Good School Hunting? Okay. It's a little on the pricey side, and it's not anything I'll have more than one of, right? So, you, oh yeah, great, you can get four pack for you know eight ninety nine. I'm only going to drink one of those, and then I'll be like, yeah, I'll leave it in the fridge until I have the hankering for another wheat beer. It might be another or schnitzel or schnitzel. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't, we don't really cook much schnitzel in my house, <laughs> um, and and so I would, I love the flavor. I love. I, I love a, a German heffa over an American wheat because I like that banana notes. I like that clove. And all of that is, is delivered in here, a little bit of orange peel. And, and a lot of folks don't like that. It's, you know, overpowering. And I get that. That's why I only have one of these. So three and a half because it is done stylistically well, but I would only drink one. I was just going to ask you. Did, did like, you say there's orange peel in there? I, I no, kinda, I get notes of it. You get yeah. the notes of it. I, I, I hit. I felt like, yeah. I was almost just going to ask you that, like, this compared to like um, old Mecklenburg's. I think it's what is it, Hornet's Nest? Yeah. Is there a Hefeweizen? There seems compared to this seems so much like lighter in flavor. Right. And there's, it just has that one flavor. Hornet's Nest has that one flavor. It's very. The hornet's nest, I feel you could drink more of, right? Back to back, um, but when I think hefeweizen, I think this flavor. Like no. I want that that complex flavor. Yeah, flavor. it's like the OG. It's it's the textbook. It's the standard. Yeah, yeah. On that, I mean, hornet's nest is a beer girl's beer. You know, I mean, I mean, honestly, if you think about hey. it, hey, <laughs> but but it, but don't really if you think about it. How's that? Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> hornet's nest has more, way more bite. Like this, I, I think it has more of an aftertaste. I think that you don't get as much banana and cloves in it. And, and if you're not in the Charlotte area in the Carolina region, we're talking about Old Mecklenburg Brewery in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's our big German brewery in town. They're very but, successful. Um, they're really good. And um, we're, we're kind of comparing notes here. But, you know, compare this to your local German brewery in your town. 
And and the way I would look at this beer and, and, and compare to that, it's and, and what this is brewed for, you have a more educated beer uh, consumer in Germany than here. As much as our craft beer movement, you know, has been great for the last 10, 15 years. I mean, it's lacking four or five hundred years compared to Germany. So sure, this is flavorful. It has its time and its place in Germany. And in the United States, when we make a wheat beer, it's it's that beer girl beer. It's that, you know, I just got into craft beer. I like a wheat beer from a... Blue moon? Yes, exactly. And, and whether you, you call it a German or not. slice? Yeah. Oh, yes. I mean, I, I dig those. When I go down to the villages and I can't find a good craft beer, I'll, I'll drink a blue moon with an orange slice all day. I mean, it's oh, a Brian. tasty beer. But you can only you can drink well, those all day. You can't drink this all day. Well, now that you're educated, you can drink a Mountain Dew hard seltzer instead. Uh, you then we'll serve those at the restaurants. Yes, and and for the listeners, I did find Martin Mountain Dew hard seltzer in the villages, Florida, because that's <laughs> what they need: caffeine and alcohol for them tickers. Oh yeah! Boom! There you go. Your local Seven Eleven drop you like a bad heart attack, buddy. There you go. Um, I'm going to put this thing at a 3.25. I would maybe give it even higher rating if I had the proper uh, food pairing. Uh, 3.25, it's got a lot of like just, it's very mouth, you know, full in the mouth. And it's just, uh, I just, uh, it's not what I would go to. It's a little heavy, especially after drinking like Rolling Rock and some of those things. But I, it does taste like the standard of wheat beer. Like um, it's very like, pure in that um style uh so i I would definitely recommend it and would drink it again i think rick has an amazing point i think uh food has a way of changing the flavor or toning down a flavor and i really feel like some of those strong uh german plate flavors would help uh this beer a A, lot a a nice greasy sausage perhaps yes exactly like you need that to settle your stomach before you put this beer in your belly i i can see that i uh I mean, you guys, Brian's talking about drinking one and putting them away. And I'm like, no, I would drink the whole four pack. What's wrong with this man? You know, <laughs> whose man is this? That flavor wouldn't get to you after more than one. I don't think so. I mean, you drink bush ice and there's no flavor to it. So you have a hard, I have a hard He's, time believing I, you. I already know his argument when he, I already know your argument to Brian. Uh, it's oh, not about the. The taste or the flavor, right? It's about how it makes me feel. But you, you have different terms and words for oh, so, saying it. It's, but it's, no, I, I agree. It was going to be great with a freaking bratwurst. I would. I, I would think we need the to shit out of these. I think we need to have like a boys' dinner night and go to Waldhorn Restaurant and have some German food and knock back one of these. Knock back several of the beers. That'd be a great okay. idea for an episode. How about each one of us on this podcast? Oktoberfest episode. I just realized oh. it's Passover. We call Waldhorn. It's what? It's it's Passover. This episode is airing. Um, and we're going into April. What are we doing for our next episode? Oh, we're doing State of Brewings. Oh. Bourbon Barrel Aged Stout. Is that what we're I doing? I believe it's 11%. Oh, it's going to get said, a hog wild. You said state of, not Minhas. Right. Okay. All right. Uh, state, we, we've had good luck. We have good luck with them. Octopi. Um, well, thank you all so much for joining us. Again, check us out on all the platforms, Goodswill Podcast. And check out my OnlyFans page. Yeah. Check it, yeah <laughs> uh, no, don't. Yeah. yeah uh, crack kills. And um, check us out, goodswillpodcast.com. And we'll see you in a week. Thank you so much for joining us. 
Thanks for hanging in there with us for another round of alcohol-fueled antics. Good Swill Hunting is produced and recorded by Robert Blaine VoiceOver Studios out of Charlotte, North Carolina. As always, we encourage all of our listeners to drink responsibly. I'd like to thank our cast of characters who also help produce our content. And check them out on Instagram. Brian Richards at BeRichWrites. Rick Speed at Rick Speed. And if you want to follow Matt who has yet to post a thing on Instagram, find him at Matthew.Friend.961. If you discovered a new swill, or we at least made you laugh, give us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast. And feel free to drop us a line on Instagram at Good Swill Podcast. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to raising another one with you.